Section 21 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 2. Book 3, Chapter 3. Lizards, Part 1. By W. Saville Kent. The lizard tribe, or suborder, is notable as containing a greater number of specific forms than any other of the reptilian groups no less than one thousand seven hundred distinct species being described in the most recently published catalogues while formerly regarded as constituting a separate and independent order of the reptile class later investigations have demonstrated that lizards are so intimately related through sundry intermediate types with the snakes that they cannot be recognized as constituting other than a subsection of the same order the two groups of the lizards and snakes are consequently and with reference more particularly to their commonly shared scaly armatures technically distinguished by the appellation of scaled reptiles while the more typical members of the lizard tribe are readily distinguished from the snakes by the possession of well-developed limbs a not inconsiderable number of species are altogether devoid of these appendages or possess them only in a partially developed or rudimentary condition the british blind worm or slow worm constitutes an example of such a legless lizard although on account of its outward snake-like appearance it is commonly regarded as a snake by the uneducated in the South European so-called glass snake, or sheltopusic, here figured, the snake-like aspect and creeping habits are still more conspicuous, but yet, when examined more critically, its lizard affinities become apparent. One of the most readily apprehended external characters that serve to distinguish this and the majority of the legless lizards from snakes is the possession by the former of movable eyelids and conspicuous external ear openings among snakes eyelids are invariably absent the eyes by way of compensation being covered by transparent horny plates which impart to these creatures that peculiar stony stare which undoubtedly constitutes one of the most repulsive features of their tribe there are however a few exceptional lizards devoid of eyelids though these species do not take a snake-like form lizards while distributed throughout temperate and tropical regions attain to the zenith of their representation in size number and variety of form and color in tropical and subtropical countries the majority of species are essentially sun worshippers and in temperate climates such as that of england where they are but sparsely represented pass the cheerless winter months in a state of torpid hibernation the first position among the lizard tribe is usually accorded to the gecko family a group numbering two hundred eighty species which present several somewhat anomalous features and characteristics in the first place in contradistinction to the majority of lizard forms they are for the most part nocturnal in their habits and have their eyes specially modified to meet them geckos as the exception to the ordinary lizards previously referred to possess no eyelids 
and the pupil of the eye, as seen in broad daylight, is mostly represented by a narrow vertical slit, like that of a cat or a nocturnal dogfish. As the night approaches, however, the membraneous diaphragm is retracted, displaying to view a symmetrically orbicular pupil of abnormal size and luminosity. Another prominent characteristic of the geckos is the peculiar modification of their feet, which, in most instances, are furnished with adhesive discs or pads, which enable these lizards to run with ease, after the manner of flies, on the smooth surface of a wall or window-pane, or even along the ceiling. It is further noteworthy of the geckos that they are the only lizards which possess the power of emitting distinct vocal sounds. The name gecko is, in point of fact, derived from the fancied resemblance to the word that constitutes the shrill, somewhat bird-like note of one of the most familiar species. Talk, talkie, chick-chick, checko, and talk-to are distinctive call-notes that are respectively associated with other members of the gecko family. The geckos are most numerously represented in the Indian and Australasian regions. None of them attain to large dimensions. They rarely exceed one foot in total length, and most frequently measure some three or four inches only. Geckos, in common with many other lizards, are notable for the facility with which their tail becomes detached and left in the hands of their would-be captor. In course of time, a new tail sprouts out from the truncated stump of the original member, and within a few more months equals it in dimensions. It not infrequently happens that two or even three new tail sprouts take the place of the original appendage, imparting to the little creature a most bizarre appearance. The above photograph includes an example of the Madeiran species, in which a new tailbud of a normal character has just commenced to grow. The nearest approach to the phenomenon of flight among lizards occurs in what are known as the flying dragons, belonging to the family of the Agamas, which next invites attention. These lizards are all of relatively small size, not exceeding a few inches in length, and inhabit the Indo-Malayan region. In these singularly specialized forms, six or seven of the posterior ribs are abnormally produced on each side of the body, and so united together by thin, semi-transparent membrane as to form a pair of wing-like expansions. When not in use, these structures are folded, after the manner of a fan, closely against the animal's sides, while, when extended, they constitute a most effective parachute, wherewith the little creatures accomplish flying leaps from tree to tree, after the manner of the flying squirrels and phalangers. The color of these wing-like structures varies among the many different specific forms, being in some instances spotted or reticulated, like those of a butterfly. This same family of the agamoid lizards includes a number of species of very dissimilar aspect and habits, which are almost exclusively confined to the Old World or Oriental zoological region. Australia, in particular, is remarkably rich in representatives of this group, many of them of considerable size. Certain of these have, within recent years, been found to be endowed with the power of bipedal locomotion. 
the frilled lizard of queensland and the northern territories of western australia was the first species in which this bipedal habit was authentically demonstrated in connection with examples observed in australia and also brought to england by the writer one of the last-named examples furnishing the photographs reproduced on page 567. In other respects, this lizard is one of the most remarkable of its tribe. The peculiar Elizabethan collar-like frill, capable of erection or depression at the creature's will, imparts to it a most singular appearance. When at rest or undisturbed, this membranous frill-like structure is folded down in neat, symmetrical pleats around the lizard's neck should the creature be approached by man or dog or other aggressive animal the mouth springs open to its widest and simultaneously with this action the frill is erected like the sudden opening of an umbrella and stands out at right angles around the neck imparting to it a most formidable and threatening aspect dogs in fact which will habitually chase and kill larger lizards such as the monitors will frequently halt and retire discomfited when confronted with a frilled lizard at bay with its frill erected the brilliant color of this frill more especially in the male adds very considerably to the formidable appearance of this lizard while the body of this lizard is usually of a light brown color with more or less distinct dark transverse bars and reticulations the frill-like membrane has a ground color in which orange and chrome yellow chiefly predominate, and upon which are superimposed splashings and speckles of brilliant scarlet. While the total length of this averages two feet, the expanded frill in adult males is not infrequently as much as eight or nine inches in diameter. The peculiar, grotesquely human aspect presented by the frilled lizard when running on its hind legs only will be appreciated on reference to the accompanying photographs this erect attitude is only assumed when the frilled lizard is traversing more or less considerable distances and moving on level ground under other circumstances it progresses on all fours after the manner of the ordinary members of its class Several other lizards belonging to the family group of the Agamas have been demonstrated by the writer to move in the same manner as the frilled species. Lazar's water lizard, also a Queensland form, which attains to a length of three or four feet, is a notable example in this connection. As implied by its name, it is semi-aquatic in its habits. It frequents scrubs in the neighborhood of riverbanks and backwaters, and passes a considerable portion of its time in shallow water, with only its nostrils elevated above the surface. It is a most expert swimmer, sculling itself with grace and rapidity, aided only by its long, laterally compressed tail. Examples brought to England and kept alive for some years by the writer were observed, in hot weather more particularly, to sleep at night in their water tanks. The several instances of bipedal locomotion among living lizards, as here chronicled, are of special interest in correlation with the circumstance that certain extinct dinosaurs habitually progressed on their hind limbs only. They, in fact, have left footprints on the sands of time, which indubitably prove this assumption. There is, however, no relationship between the two groups, and the resemblance is one of pure analogy, just as both bats and birds fly, although they have no kinship. 
Among other interesting lizards included in the Agama family, mention may be made of the singular Jew or bearded lizard of Australia, a flattened, broad-set form, some fourteen or fifteen inches long, brown in hue, and clothed with rough, imbricated scales, but whose chief peculiarity consists of the expansive, beard-like development of the cuticle immediately underneath the animal's chin. As in the frilled lizard, this cuticular excrescence is only conspicuous when the creature is excited, at other times being contracted and indistinguishable from an ordinary skin-fold. When retiring to rest, these lizards, in their adult state, almost invariably climb up and cling to the rough bark of a convenient tree, and when young and more slender, will also ascend saplings, on which they sleep, clinging by their interlocked claws. Another member of the Agama family which invites brief notice is the so-called York Devil, or Mountain Devil, of Western and Central Australia. This lizard is of comparatively small size, rarely exceeding six or seven inches in length. Its feeble form and stature, however, are abundantly compensated for by the complex panoply of spines and prickles by which its head and limbs and body are effectually protected. The natural food of this singular lizard consists exclusively of ants, the small black evil-smelling species which often proves itself a pest by its invasion of the Australian colonists' houses being its prime favorite. These are picked up one by one by the rapid, flesh-like protrusion and retraction of the little creature's adhesive tongue, and the number of ants which are thus assimilated by a moloch lizard at a single meal, is somewhat astonishing. A number of examples of this species were kept by the writer in Australia, and their gastronomic requirements fully satisfied every day by taking them into the garden and placing them in communication with a swarming antrac. By careful observation, it was found that no less than from a thousand to a thousand five hundred ants were devoured by each lizard at a single sitting. The ant-devouring proclivities of these prickly little lizards can no doubt be turned to very useful and effective account in clearing ant-infested domiciles, and were in fact thus utilized by the writer on more than one occasion. The lizards included in the Agama family are essentially inhabitants of the Eastern Hemisphere, none occurring in America. In the Western continent, however, we find an equally extensive but structurally distinct group, which preserves many singularly corresponding types. This family comprises the true iguanas, many of them of considerable size, and a numerous assemblage of smaller forms. Among those species which present a striking parallel in size and aspect to the peculiarly characteristic old-world agamas, mention may be made of the little so-called horn-toad, or spiny lizard of California and other of the North American states. This species might readily be taken by the uninitiated, for a near relation of the Australian Moloch lizard, or mountain devil, last described, its flattened, diminutive form and bristling spiny armature seemingly justifying such a supposition. The crucial test afforded by the character of the dentition, however, distinctly indicates its true position to be with the iguanas. In the agamas, the teeth are invariably developed from the apex or summit of the jaw. 
these teeth moreover are varied in character in the iguanas on the other hand the teeth are all more or less uniform in character and are attached to the outer sides of the jaw the larger iguanas are for the most part exclusively fruit and vegetable feeders and arboreal in their habits the thick forest scrubs in the vicinity of streams and rivers are their favorite resort after the manner of the australian water lizards these iguanas are expert swimmers and delight in lying along the overhanging branches whence at the slightest alarm they can precipitate themselves into the water beneath when swimming the forelimbs are folded back against the sides the tail only being used as a means of propulsion several of the larger iguanas such as the common or tuberculated species attain to a considerable length five or six feet their bodies are proportionably thick and the white flesh in this last-named variety more particularly is highly esteemed as a table delicacy the common tuberculated iguana is an essentially handsome species its skin being variegated with bands and shadings of brown and green which are lightest and brightest in the males and younger individuals the neck and snout and jaws are decorated with projecting rounded tubercles a large baggy dewlap-like membrane capable of inflation at the animal's will depends from the chin and throat and the deeply serrated crest of elevated scales extends from behind the head down the centre of the back nearly to the extremity of the tail the iguana family includes a species with essentially marine proclivities this being the calapagus sea lizard this animal was first discovered to science by the late mr charles darwin who found it in considerable numbers on the shores of the islands which constitute the galapagos group the lizards were observed to spend much of their time swimming in the sea but at no very great distance from the land experiments proved that they could live for a very considerable interval entirely submerged examples sunk with weights for as much as an hour emerging entirely unaffected from the ordeal while the iguanas may be described as essentially american one or two exceptional forms are found inhabiting the relatively remote regions of the fiji islands and madagascar the so-called fiji banded iguana photographs of a pair of which once in the writer's possession are reproduced on page five hundred seventy five is a very beautiful creature the body is shapely and well proportioned and terminates in a tail of abnormal length equal to quite twice that of the body the entire dimensions measuring some three feet the male is much more bright in hue than the female for while the latter is usually of a uniform light green throughout the male is variegated with broad alternating bands of brightest emerald green and pale french gray around the lips and eyes there are lines of brightest yellow and the throat is almost pure white the small group of girdle-tailed lizards belongs exclusively to the african and madagascan regions its typical representative being the cape and orange river colony species illustrated on page five hundred seventy five the symmetrical worlds of long spinous scales encircling the tail in this and the allied forms constitute a prominent feature and have originated the popular name of girdle tails the most aberrant representatives of the lizard tribe with regard to one very important characteristic 
are undoubtedly the two species of heloderm or selatica as they are called by the natives these reptiles occupy the unenviable position of being the only known lizards which possess poisonous properties their bite having been demonstrated to be fatal to smaller mammals and to be attended by very serious symptoms in the case of human subjects being bitten the more common mexican heloderm has been in residence at the zoo for many years it attains to a length of from eighteen to twenty inches and its stout squat body short limbs warty skin and peculiar colouring are calculated at first sight to awaken a feeling of revulsion in the beholder like the wasp the salamander and other animals whose conspicuous tints indicate their poisonous or other baneful properties the heloderm is distinguished by a lurid ground colour varying in individuals from yellow-orange to flesh-pink upon which are superimposed bold network-like markings of blue-black or dark-brown tints along the tail these reticulations usually take the form of more or less irregular rings although the heloderms possess such deadly properties those at the zoo manifest a by no means aggressive disposition and allow their keeper or even strangers to handle them with impunity in experiments purposely made to substantiate or refute the previously current rumours as to the poisonous nature of these animals two guinea-pigs succumbed to bites received in the course of the day the owner of the reptiles who was also bitten on one occasion through incautiously handling suffered very severe though happily not fatal effects in connection with its poison-dealing properties it is found that it possesses certain long and fang-like teeth which are set loosely in the jaws and which have grooves before and behind for the transmission of the poison which is secreted by special glands situated close to their base the favorite habitat of the heloderm is the arid sandy and stony region on the western side of the cordillera mountain range it is at the same time said to be rarely seen in those parts except during the rainy season and also to be for the most part nocturnal in its habits End of section 21.